join the captain and his crew when things go sour as their status quo is about to be turned upside down. How will the crew handle the weight of the corporate thumb, the hard cases of dangerous trade routes, their own greed? Find out as the Southern Dom Foolery Network presents Live and Let Fly. How y'all doing, partners? I'm doing Wait. all right. Doing all right. Doing all right. Just rustled up some grub. I'm sorry. I had, I had something stuck <laughs> in my throat. Same. You just, I'm you doing just all right. came back in from smoking half a pack of yeah. cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my voice right. You like my narrator voice. Oh. <clears throat> um, it's just like more country Oren, basically. Is, I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but like every My range is limited, but I make the most of it, okay? <laughs> All right? I'm into it. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, it's like you've got growly, you got like Eastern European, various pitches of Eastern mm-hmm. European. Horrible like British. A, and a kind of British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of I feel British. like you could do a Latin too, man. I think that that's the term, right? Yeah. British. British. It's like not really go. British. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> meh. All right, well, we are more than welcome to run this AP yourselves. No, okay? thank you. All right, no, I like no. I like poking you. Like, All right, guys, mm-hmm. let's good. go. We're gonna go kill some <laughs> hobgoblins. <laughs> We're gonna get a get a take this revolution to the next level. Yeah, that's right. We got this. Let's live and live fly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, Ta-da! I do, I do have Ta-da! a question. Uh, uh, just a, a short question because I, I know that in this AP. Thus far, we've been a little bit railroaded, you know, it's just sort of mm-hmm. how it is. So I was just curious, like, what do you do you guys think that there's a certain level of buy in required in order to run an AP versus a homebrew? Run like, or play? Both? Be, be involved in, yes, play. Yeah. Right? Like, take, play. Take part in. Right, yeah. because, like, there's a lot of things... In, in, in an AP is written that if I were to have my way, I'd be like, no, fuck this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. But then then the AP is over with. Like, yeah. there's a lot oh, sure. in a written AP that is contingent upon you doing the, or upon you, you know, biting the hook. It is right? a social like if contract. You, if you don't, it's over with, right? So, yeah. I was just, do you think that that's okay? Do you think that it's okay to, you know, suspend disbelief if you will in order to move the plot along i'd say it's not only okay but it's almost expected at it's what, what emily's yeah. getting at yeah. Is, yeah. You know, that social contract is that we're here to play a game together and intentionally set game trying to not even necessarily trying to break the game but just being like yeah no my character wouldn't do that it turns yeah. into yeah okay well then what are you doing yeah mm-hmm. you know right yeah right right uh, i'm gonna play an adventure with a character who doesn't like adventuring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who refuses to go on adventures? 
So here's the thing, Zach. I think, uh, I think it's obvious that we all, at least as a cast, certainly yeah. agree with that sentiment. I mean, that's reflected over all the various APs that sure. we played and recorded. But one of the things that gets tricky is that I'm finding, at least now as a player on an AP, is not knowing what You're supposed to the do. railroad is yeah. supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. And Which like path, sometimes what like, path it, is. yeah, sometimes like accidentally like, really butting up hard against what you're supposed to do because you got it in your mind that this is how it's supposed to go. So that can be difficult at times to kind of suss out what that is. Mm -hmm. But to that point, you know, we, when we decided to do this adventure, we all made characters that were going to be working class characters that wanted to do working class jobs. Like, like as opposed to having characters who had no interest in being delivery, mm -hmm pilots out or, of the box know, adventurers you know well yeah Killers, like if you yeah will. like i didn't i didn't make somebody who has ambitions to be a steward for live and live or for fly free or die i mean that's just you know like it doesn't apply i love that i love adventure. that we have so expertly named our podcast that people I know. including yeah. us forget what the ap is and what the show's <laughs> name is <laughs> i just that's why i just have named it versus fly Wow. It gets worse every time you say every it. Every time. That's how I do. <laughs> exactly. No, but I think so. Uh, to Adam's point, I think the last couple episodes definitely were a showcase of that, of trying to figure out sort of how to balance our characters who are obviously intending to be you know just working class citizens and the 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 sort of rise above that this nature of challenges that have been sort of thrown at them so i think this is a very interesting ap just because of what we've already sort of had to deal with so i i mean i do feel the railroadiness of it but also it's an ap so, like, mm -hmm. that's kind of its right. purpose, especially early on. Right. Um, yeah, that's so. that's kind of what was my point is, is that I think that very early on, it is it is fairly on rails. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that if you're not, as a player, willing to buy into that, then you probably don't need to play an AP, right? Like... You 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 need somebody to homebrew you something where you can go. Well, I if I may, I don't necessarily think it's that black and white either because like yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like your typical AP that may have a little bit of railroading from the get go. Yeah, you need to make characters that can find a reason to do that. I think the answer to that is obviously a resounding yes. But I mean, people who create these games like also have kind of an in between ground. In that there are APs that are v much more sandboxy, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. you you have a halfway point with like, we're doing an AP, you need to be able to, you know, have a, a reason to get behind the setup or whatever, but very quickly it's going to become a big sandbox. So you have a lot more freedom to kind of figure out where you want to go from there. To mm -hmm. so that, I mean, I agree, but I th I think it's just early on, especially with like level one and two characters, you know, it's just so much harder to fight the rails because you're trying to establish the story essentially mm -hmm. um and if you if you have a character or a player for that matter who is actively working against the narrative it can be 
it can be a struggle for the entire party, you know, like DM, GM, whatever. Um, cause then you're, it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, well, I guess we'll just Why go fuck here? ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being on the rails for one. Uh, you know, I've, we talked about this in GM Happy Hour a while back. This all this whole conversation we spent an hour talking about it. Well, right? so like, yeah. But but like I, I don't. I think that there's a misconception that rails are bad. What's bad is taking away player agency, and I don't think that that's exclusive from being on the rails. I think you can still have plenty of agency while still being on plot rails. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The the difficulty with this particular adventure is that we've been given clear-cut instructions from people who we are assume are our quest givers, you know, mm-hmm. Tarika and the various people that we pick up stuff from, and then been put in situations where it's impossible for us to carry out the quest, which then puts us in this stage of like, well, what what the fuck are we supposed to do? You know, which are is obviously very intentional. Yeah. Very intentional right. from the AP, but like that has been a particular challenge to this AP is that like we get very clear cut railroad mm-hmm. instructions. This is what you're supposed to do. Take this from point A to point B. It's like, that's what you do. And then we get to point B twice now. And point B is like, I've never even heard of point A. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> point A. So then, I'm like, yes. then I'm like, well, wait, what, where are the rails? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. did we get run over by the train? A couple, yeah. a couple, you couple know, stops back. back? Yes, you yeah. did. To yeah. short yes, answer, yes. Yes. I don't know, but like, I mean, I know I'm, I'm not the only person who's heard of tables who you start out doing an AP and then, and then five sessions in, now your whole party is just running a tavern and you've you've mm-hmm. stopped playing the AP and you're just uh you know well that's a whole different entrepreneurs now or whatever right yeah i, I, think, I think if the table wants that yeah then cool yeah roll with it, you would, know what i mean i would say that our particular table is a little different because we are running a show not just our game mm-hmm. so i think that we do in at least in most ways try to stick to the general narrative just because we want to present the ap to our listeners as well as enjoy the AP. Right, but yeah. If that's your if that's your jam, if that's your table, go run a tavern, baby. More power to you. Well, that, be, that being said, for the for the sake of the GMs, too, like, you know, yeah, it's cool if you want to, you know, derail and go do your own thing, but then the GM has to have all the time in the world to, like, respond yeah. to create that, and we don't have that yeah. time because we're so busy with all the different shows we're putting on in our real lives and everything that we're doing, like, Zach, Emily, uh, Emily has no time to homebrew for us. Why would she even do that? Oh, wait, she does that for us every month. But, but, you know, like, even that, we, we pretty much agree to just go wherever Emily's going to take us in, in mm-hmm. Hacky Sack Heroes because, like, what we don't have time for is, okay, well, I've planned for us all to go this way and now you guys are going the other way and I have to create a whole new thread and world. It's, you know, the reality is we don't have time to entertain yeah. that. Right. Because we're too busy fucking with doors. Yeah. Right. Well, right. we got to de- deal with doors, all right? Yeah. So to Emily's <laughs> point, I think with us doing a, a show, right? Like if, if we if we bill ourselves, hey, we're running Live and Let Fly podcast or <laughs> the Fly Fear Die <laughs> AP, right? Fleet Flight Fluke. Got so yeah, which, which, which one's the show? Which one's if the we're, AP? If, we're, if, we're, if we say, hey, we're, we're running Fly Fear Die, 
And then five sessions in, y'all were like, man, you know what? Fuck Edge Corp. And you like <laughs> quit and, and you go start a bar in Absalom Station. Right. Well, that's, that's false advertising, frankly, you know? <laughs> right. And I, well, and that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing that outside of the pressure of running a show could, could be a lot of fun. And honestly, like, Fuck Edge Corp, you know, like yeah, they're yeah. terrible. <laughs> but I'm I mean, that, as many of these conversations, you know, go, I kind of always conclude with like, well, that just requires a, a certain level of communication beforehand with your party. Like, you know, are you guys like, is your table the kind of table that finds a, a, a lot of fun in kind of derailing and taking a lot of time and doing other unexpected things. There's nothing wrong with that, but you guys need to know that that's a possibility going into it. You yeah. know, just as, as with all things, like it requires a certain level of trust and a certain level of patience with each other that, that comes from a session zero, you know, a hundred percent agree. And on that very fantastic, succinct note, Heath, I think we need to get, into the episode here, right? Oh, so, yeah. Sure. We are, this is not a Tom Talks, as much as it feels <laughs> like one right now. Welcome to Session Zero. With the <laughs> uh, fly Floop. Look, Tom, old Tom is just always working. You He's know, like, working. anything can be a short Tom Talks. Absolutely. Hey, man, you're never working if you're doing, like, stuff. Doing your love stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Communications degree. Communications <laughs> degree. <laughs> I mean, you got them there. You do it so well. You communicated your point, Emily. I'm proud of you. Speaking of, let's let Zach communicate. No, I I want to let Emily. Uh uh. Let's play. What is that? Is that Starfinder? I see. Why why don't you use your communications degree to catch the listeners up to speed? It's been two whole weeks since they've heard it. And what happened last time? I picked on Heath before. Uh, It's your turn. All right. So last time. On Uh there were dogs. And <laughs> dogs. Dogs. <laughs> uh but no, yeah, some dogs got out and started attacking this uh nice Sheeran looking individual mm-hmm. and we saved them. And and then the dogs died. We killed the dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the hob hob dogs, hob goblin dogs, hobhounds. Um, indeed, that one's yep. what is pretty sure that's what I said. Semantics. <laughs> and then the hobgoblin uh, guards were like, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll take this this duder that you saved back into custody now, and execute him." They didn't say that. They did. Yeah, absolutely. But we talked did. him out of it. Oh, okay. That's I true. Didn't we? I say we, the royal we. Isn't right. like yeah. also the royal yeah. y'all? He's like, no, <laughs> the royal like, let's y'all. Make sure. <laughs> it's me. It's me, though. Yeah, it's it definitely though. was me. It's me, though. That is uh, that's, that's true, though. That's a thing that happens in <laughs> southern dialects. The royal y'all. I've yeah. never heard it called that before, but it's oh, perfect. Baby. You're welcome. Um, it's my favorite it, Steely Dan album. And, and then... <laughs> It looks like there's a hobgoblin person that maybe, um, like, that, like, maybe. Vincent All right, so, John, to? what happened at the very end of last <laughs> yeah, week's episode? <laughs> so, after the fight, we, uh, were all gonna start loading cargo, and we came across a, well, rather, we were approached by an individual, uh, who, 
had a dwarvish dialect. I think you said spoke dwarven? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I can't quite remember what he said. Oh my God. He leaned in real close. <laughs> real close. Real close. And said, Hell Hydra. No. no. Close. Yeah. Well, close. It was, yeah, but if, if Hydra was a good thing and also a resistance. <laughs> if Hydra against was the exact opposite and existed in this world that it doesn't, then yeah, sure. Yeah, that's se- my secret <laughs> thing. Secret secrets, man. Oh, oh God. We were so close. We were so close. <laughs> Over three. <laughs> You you were approached by a hobgoblin trooper who right. spoke in dwarvish to you and uh hinted that it would be a real shame if all of these weapons that you're transporting oh, right. wait That's so right. it was a hobgoblin who said that that part I missed I thought it was one of the uh one of the prisoners a dwarvish it prisoner It was a hobgoblin trooper Oh, okay, cool. That that makes it easier for us to make this happen. Mm. We've got somebody on the inside. Hail Hydra. Well, there there may be details that you don't fully understand, but I will no, say we've got it a hundred percent. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will we say been wrong about anything. So John far. or um, Vincent, rather, you would recognize the quality of this dwarven speech was such that you don't really think that a hobgoblin could have imitated it, let's say. Mm-hmm. However, you mm-hmm. see before you a hobgoblin trooper. Reptoid. Right. And the last thing he said to you was, it'd be a real shame if those weapons ended up in the hands of the resistance, eh? Thanks for not chasing me past that second door in the bar. Okay, so Vincent is going to squint his eyes at that, and this is going to be a couple of rolls. Um, do you want to ro- do you want to roll a perception check? Yes, I will roll a perception check, but I really want to roll a sense motive on this shit. Okay, all right, so roll them both. I will. That is an eighteen on the die for a nineteen. On the perception. Yeah, on the perception, yeah. That's a mm. slamming perception check right there. Something something seems a little strange, but you can't put <laughs> your finger on it. Mm. Okay, okay. How about the sense motive? Let's get that sense motive. <laughs> Not one, so two. You, you can't call it, man. I can't call it? Okay, so uh, he's going to have to treat this as if, like, he, yeah, yeah. He, he can't put his finger on this. So he's like, hey, yeah, it, it, it would be a shame. Let's, let's make sure that, they, that, they're, that they're not here, right? Right, right, right mate. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Can, can but I he winks something? at you. And he winks at you. And he, okay. Can I do another fucking roll? Is it a sexy <laughs> wink? Is it a sexy wink? Uh, no, no, yep. no, no. I, hey, can I roll uh, sense motive it's a, again? It's a very sexy wink, I Josh. Ooh. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Thank you. Here, here's my question. Would Morgan hmm. have noticed I mean, any of this? yeah, y'all, look. This, I mean, well, you said whispered. I didn't know, like. Right. Right, right. You might not have heard what he said, but you can clearly see Vincent talking with this hobgoblin trooper. Yeah, well, I feel like people would be looking at him like, what? 
Yeah, I, I would imagine he's got a kind of a guarded stance, crossing his arms at this point, kind of defensive about this, you know? Morgan speaks Dwarven. Okay. Oh, nice. So, like, I would have understood. You can roll he... a perception check to see if you heard I would, it. I would love to do that. God, my rolls are trash. Um, that is a 19 total. Mm, you, you, you heard some of it, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mightn't I do a sense motive? <laughs> you mightn't, yes. <laughs> <I> might <do. laughs> that sounds like a Starfinder character. <laughs> mightn't I do? <laughs> dibs, dibs. Uh, okay, that is a 27. A 27 well. on go. the sense motive. From what you gathered from picking up little bits of that conversation, Morgan, you get the sense that this individual is a part of this resistance and is trying to make contact with you. I'm about it. I'm about it. Um, you gonna pass that info along? <laughs> so, I mean, but Morgan I mean, you're would, you're 15 feet away. Approach. I mean, Morgan yeah. would approach and would kind of like on the way, sort of like nod at the captain subtly, subtly. Mm. Um, like, hey, what? Maybe. What's going on? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Best captain. What? Why ever. are you winking at me? <laughs> you have something stuck in your eye. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a dog. I can drops. only close both eyes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this individual, does it look like they're trying to maybe help us load or unload or just dropping off? Like, Morgan's to try and, like, keep a pretense if anybody's watching nearby. That makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you don't see any other, any other troopers, like, nearby. But now that you are closer, you can roll a uh, perception check, like because you were rolling an auditory perception check to okay. overhear the conversation. You can roll a, you can give them the up down. Now give them a taste perception. C- yeah, there you <laughs> lick go. Em. Okay. No, give me quick lick. Literally the same Just thing. Nineteen. Lick. No. Nineteen. I mean, what is there to gain from perception right now? I well, can't if he tell told you us. that, dude. <laughs> well, no, like, 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 okay. I know that was a silly question, but like, um, like, we see him, right? You know, you see I think him. it's to notice mm. maybe a disguise of sorts, or see through disguise. I mean, I'll that's kind of where I feel. You know, I'll just roll one just for the sake of it because I'm right there. Okay, that's all right. Uh, well, never mind. No, Forget no, it. No, no. I mean, that's a that's a five total. So mm-hmm. I don't even know it's a hobgoblin. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you got a pretty good what idea. What is this foul creature? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I mean, yeah, that's where we are, right? So, so uh, Morgan and Roland and and Vincent. Mm-hmm. It looks like Gadrick. Are, are you walking up on on this procedure? Yeah. Yeah, Gadrick was, was walking up, and uh, if that box isn't too tall, wants to like hop up and sit on it. Okay. So sure. Gadrick's sitting on a box, kind of, I guess, at eye level with Morgan and Roland now, and just like kind of watching this play out, not understanding anything that's being said in Dwarvish. Dwarven. So to that, once they kind of like get closer, uh, Morgan would in Dwarven say to the Hobgoblin, you know, like. Hello, friend. How can we help you? And would kind of quirk eyebrow just a little bit, like, I'm on the level. 
Again, I'm seeing something happening with your eye, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, stop. No, wait, just wait. Gibbs out your seal. Are you all like. right here? It's, it's, I, uh, not sure you're all right in the head, if you know what I mean. You're talking to yourselves and all kinds of crazy stuff. I just, well, we're, we're seeing a hobo talking dwarf in here. This is oh, quite right, strange right, indeed. Right. And, and then the hobgoblin will switch to speaking in common. Is this better? Can you understand me better now, everyone? Well, yeah, now I can. Appreciate it. <laughs> and he, he looks around at you guys, and so, you know, gives you a nod. How can you? How can we help you? Well, I want to know why you're so damn friendly. You're actually, you, you seem to be somewhat nice. Like, hell of a lot better than everyone else we dealt with around here. And he, he just suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. And he Sus. sort of just like <laughs> sighs and is like, well, if it isn't obvious by now, I'm not actually a hobgoblin, yeah? Whoa, hold on, what? <laughs> really? Oh. I don't bloody bonds of mine. Yeah, mate. I'll like look at the crew and I'll be like, perhaps we should let um, Morgan handle the conversation from here. Um, Mr. Not Hobgoblin, if you would, My name's Vogue, but keep Vogue, it down. Vogue. Okay. Mr. Vogue, if you would, please state your business to... This is Morgan here. Hello. They are our magic officer on our ship, and uh, if you have any business that you would like to... Um, explain to us we would be more than happy to help you in any situation right right well it's pretty obvious that you're all carrying guns for the authority am I right mate yes Yes. the resistance needs your help yeah basically you can see what's going on here Voksha is a peaceful world of miners and their families. The authority has come here on some trumped-up excuse and they're not gonna stop until we're all enslaved to dead. We want to fight back, but hunting rifles are no match for hover trucks, eh? Mm. But if one of these trucks ends up going to a resistance hideout instead of an authority armory, we might have a chance. Now, we could make that happen. What do you say? Well, I guess uh, if you want to sign for this package. Oh my God. Godric. Shh. More fine, fine, fine. And like, in the, in the captain just kind of gently taps them on the back. And could you tell me, Zach, say the name again? Vog. V O G. Vog. V O G. Okay. Yes, um, Vog. Do you have any area that might be more... Well, where where exactly would you like these to be delivered? As it seems we are be, being made to take these up the mountain. Right, Is there a, right. a good, good place we could, I don't know, maybe deliver them to? Yeah. Oh yeah, love, of course. Here's the deal. You're making... You're making the mountain run up to the armory, yeah? That seems to be the plan. 
there's a there's a, a pass. It's called Winnipeg. And you kind of just turn off of it from 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 the main route to the armory. It's way up in the mountains. But if you take that Winnipeg run, you'll end up right near a resistance hideout. It'd be a perfect drop spot. Okay. Um I know we've gotten so far okayness from this this cat, but is there can I do another sense motive or anything just to make See sure if they're lying or anything? Yeah, just sure. make yeah. sure everything's on the up and up. You I know, like totally. also, yeah. yeah, just for like sure, to double man. check. Yeah. Um uh, I don't think was anybody aiding me, or is that a thing you can do? You can't do that with sense motive, no. Mm-mm. Um, that's <sighs> not going to be great. That's only an eighteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you don't you don't get the sense that that Vog is is spinning a yarn here, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, from everything that he's told you, he sounds genuine. Emily, take the adventure hook. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, damn. <laughs> it's a social contract. <laughs> damn. Uh, no, Morgan would kind of nod and would look around to the group and just kind of say, are we all amenable to this? After all the things that we've seen here at this place, I, I would assume that we were all on the same track, but, you know, what they say about assuming, Captain. Uh, Morgan? Uh, Give us just a moment, moment, Vog. He nods. Um, Captain pulls uh, Morgan to the side and says, Morgan, I trust your intuition. You have been a great aid in helping the decision process for this team. What does your gut tell you? Vog doesn't seem to offer us any ill will and they seem to be very genuine in their efforts uh, to help this resistance and to be honest captain if there's anything that we can do to assist or to even hinder these oppressors that's what I want to do that's what I believe we can do with this offer I just don't want to get us killed <laughs> Or, or fired, for that matter, I suppose that'd be bad, well, too. I am less concerned these days with being fired. Yeah. I, I am been questioning Edgecorp's policies and procedures as of late, as I sh- am sure that you have as well. I am also in agreement that if we can help these people, we should. I imagine that uh, Tia would also be on board with this plan. Yeah. You, I know that you have spoken to um, Vincent. Do you feel that he would be on board with this as well? I think that one is as, as gruff as one can be, but underneath it all, uh, I think he's he's got a good heart, and I, I think that he could be swayed to our side, I suppose. Roland just looks over uh, <laughs> over Morgan's shoulder to Gadrick and just like gives a thumbs up, a <laughs> thumbs down, like does the thumbs up, thumbs down, like with a questioning eyebrow to Gadrick. You into this? Yeah, Gadrick uh, twirling his mustache with one hand, 
gives a big old thumbs up with the other. Nice. All right. Then, Morgan, if you would have it, I would like to have you take point on this. I will be right there behind you for any assistance that you might need. I will be keeping my eyes peeled. But I think it's about time that we put some of that, some of your skills to work. And Morgan just like parks up and they are just ecstatic and say, Captain, it would be my absolute honor. Tell me, Mr. Vogue, what exactly is the plan here? I don't think we can just drop everything off and, you know, be away willy-nilly style. We'll have to come up with some kind of story, some reasoning why the product never was delivered. Um, Any thoughts or suggestions on that, or is that going to be on us to figure out? Well, I can tell you this much. If you take the Winnipeg Pass turnoff, you need to just drive drive the stuff there. I I don't know what, what... what their deal is, I don't know what they're trying to do, but uh, it's really as simple as that. One way takes you to the armory, one way takes you to our hideout. Alright, so I guess out of character, my question is, we are driving a hover truck mm-hmm. up the mountain. Correct. So, do we come back for our ship, or are we just like a part of this resistance? We can, like, can certainly ask Vogue about your ship. Okay. Um, yeah, they would certainly do that. Say, well, as you can see, we are, you know, going up the mountain with this lovely little hover truck here, but our ship and all of our personal belongings and, um, you know, our means of escape, essentially, would be left here. So. Right, right. (laughs) Listen, don't worry about your ship, mate. I've nicked vessels far more secure than that thing. When you're making the delivery... I'll sneak on board, and I'll bring it straight to you. Uh, Alright, I do need to roll a sense motive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for real, no I'm going to roll like, another sense motive. I, 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 mm. It's a 19. Can I also, too? Everybody as, who wants to roll a sense motive on that, y'all go right ahead. God damn, damn it. That is a 20... I can do math. 5. Better than me. Three. 25. Oh, that's what you were got. 25 is our yeah. highest oh. rolling. <laughs> All my rolls are uh, 19. 19. Yep. All right, Morgan, your excellent sense of intuition leads you to believe that Vogue is absolutely telling you the truth, that not only has he nicked vessels far more secure than yours, but that he will, in fact, bring it to you if you agree to this. Who are you, Vog? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Vinny? <laughs> well, Vog, instead of instead of like having to steal it, you want the keys? You know, because starships have keys. That's that's canon. It's established in the universe. Well, mate, yeah. if it's canon, then yeah, I want the keys. <laughs> One thing, I guess he's just gonna kind of grab Morgan's arm real quick, just kind of like talk out of uh, earshot, and it's just like. I don't want to be that that person, but uh, Edge Corp is going to ask about the money. I mean, compensation and everything, right? And Morgan would look and say, 
I, I hear you, Vincent, and I understand. But we're on a hostile planet, and we're surrounded by all manner of refugees and uh, soldiers and all kinds of scallywags and whatnot. We can't be held accountable if we, just a lowly delivery crew, had the item stolen from us. Mm. Now can we? Too they would just right. kind of blink, blink their eyes, like. Too fucking right. <laughs> okay. Do you, I mean, do you want to ask Vincent? I mean, you know, like you're certainly entitled to negotiate or or anything with, like with Vog. What what is Vog going to do to pay us? He's not. He's not. Well, how do you know? Arc. You haven't asked. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take that that uh that little morsel. <laughs> uh, so he turns over to Vog and like, look, look, Mont. We have a shipment. This is our job. And the company is going to be asking about the uh, the cargo. So, is right, any kind right. Of conversation S- or anything. Say no more, mate. Listen, from one dwarf to another, I'm a realist. Situation this dire, I don't expect anyone to do anything for free. The resistance can pay, but we're just working people, mate. We're not some star-spanning corporation or a conquering empire. We'll give you what we can, though. That's more than enough for me. What say you, Captain? I don't like it. Okay, so out of character, here's here's what I'm struggling with, and maybe Zach, you can kind of sure, help, man, help get me focused here but the job was mm-hmm. for us to deliver these weapons from the drow to the hobgoblins correct right yeah and the hobgoblins this army that we're about to you know pull a fast one over is the one that's supposed to pay us so regardless of the money we're not going to have completed the job as it's stated you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we're not certainly not going to get the amount of money that we were supposed to. Um, nor do I really like the idea of taking resources from the this rebellion, you know, mm-hmm. to give to Edgecorp. Um, I, it is of my mind that us making the decision to do this is basically putting the nail in the coffin of our jobs at Edgecorp. Mm-hmm. You know, like, That's what it not, sounds like. We're yeah. not completing... Another mission we were given, unless you know know, the details of the contract changed at the last mile, and our shit got got quote hijacked by the resistance or by some uh, hostile force. I hear you. In in most logical situations, I would agree with you. However, that's exactly what happened with the The last shipment, right? And we were in trouble for it and got sent here as punishment. So like. I, at this point, for for me, Edge Corp and making sure that we complete the contract for the sake of Edge Corp is just not an option if we're going to agree to help the resistance. Yeah, you know, like we're either going to take these weapons to the hobgoblins to where they want us to take them, or we're like making a decision to piss off Edge Corp again. And like Roland is now of the mind to where he's. You know, he was really gung ho about trying to be a good captain for Edge Corp and 
and work his way up the, the ladder. But as is tradition in his life, things change and he's doesn't he he's not with it anymore. And what he has found is that this crew and uh, this crew doing the right thing is something that he can actually commit to. It's like the first thing that he's found that he feels like he might actually be able to commit to for a long term. And so he's not, he's like done with the edge corp, not in the sense like he's going to quit, but he's not, not worried about the ramifications. He's he's not worried about the ramifications anymore. He's going to do what's right. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, Adam, I want you to take an inspiration for that, man. That was inspiring, Mm -hmm. dude. Thanks. Now you certainly can tell Vogue that you don't have to tell Vogue no, that. No, no, Mm-mm. you know, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't tell. That's way too personal for him to tell Vogue that. But I'm, I'm telling you guys as players, and I'll eventually tell you guys as characters too. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't seem appropriate right now. Mm-hmm. Well, to your point, Adam, I I don't have any interest. And granted, I'm playing Tia, who uh, is the most. <laughs> the most on board with helping the resistance. Fuck these guys. <laughs> uh, I don't have any interest in taking a dime yeah, from right. the resistance. Like, they I mean, need they need everything they can get to, to even with the guns and stuff, like there's no guarantee that whatever conflict they have is a you know, is a success. And to they could to, still get beat. And to that, like if we are like not actively going to be going against edge corp if we're not actively saying fuck this job and and you know going outie like i think we need to lean into the oh we got jacked mm-hmm. um, oh, and if yeah. we receive payment then that goes against that story that we've come up mm-hmm. with okay right. fair see okay to, yeah to that i'm also kind of <laughs> Take his job and shoot. Yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I'm not. I don't have a lot of interest in the hijack story, just because I don't want to make the resistance look like you know a bunch of lawless, bloodthirsty yeah. criminals. Like, no, they're people fighting for their very existence. Like, I mean, we I, we don't have to blame them for hijacking. We can I say mean, the yeah. hobgoblin. Basically, that's what is happening yeah. to us. Like, well, they well, took our themselves shit. Are, are are breaking the terms of contract and hijacking it for. Take this. We're already we're being forced to do yeah. a thing yeah. by yeah, them. Exactly. Right. Well, and and I'm of the mind like whatever iota you may have of of hesitance about helping the resistance. Like Tia would be the first one to inform you that like we may go and drop this off for the people that we're supposed to, and still not get paid and still get killed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's there's what Roland no there's for sure. It's highly unlikely. That if we chose not to help the resistance, that this thing goes off without a hitch, you know. So, so that's my my secondary question that I was going to bring up I, I, as I was thinking about picking up our ship or whatever. Like, why wouldn't he get shot down? You know what I'm saying? Like the the what we he's were a just because mis- he's the best damn pilot anybody's okay. ever seen. <laughs> okay, so not the best damn pilot, but he's a hobgoblin, so he's he just taking their stuff. Yeah. Okay, all right. right. All right, that's where I was like, well, that's a inconsistency. Um, I, I do think you should ask him in character where we're going to meet him. That is <laughs> to yeah. get back on our ship. Yeah, um, Vog, uh, I think you um, procuring our ship for us and bringing it to. Well, actually, that's a good question. Where exactly would you be meeting us with our ship once this um, delivery is completed? 
at the Resistance Hideout. Oh, okay. Sweet. We're all going Sweet. to the same place then, lovely. All right. Yeah. That's the idea, right? It's real easy to find if you know where you're looking. We turn left take, instead of right. Take the Winter Peak Pass cutoff, and then when when you see an old cabin, that's how you know you're close. Just follow the road, and you can't miss it. If you go past the Jesus save sign, you've mm. gone you've too gone far. You've gone too far. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only other road on the whole planet. I have no idea why out. they haven't found us. <laughs> um, well, any any other questions or um, thoughts? Crew? Yeah? Well, if all... No, apologies for the uh, suspicions, Mark. This place is chockers with uh, hobos, so... Can't too, too fucking cautious. right, mate. Too fucking right. Well, cheers for the chin work, mate. What? I can't well, keep what? up with the Australian I slang. Some dude. of those words. <laughs> What's the combination of the slang and the like low the gruff element. voice? Yeah. So like whenever you jump into some Aussie slang, it just sounds like a, oh yeah, yo yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I do think we should probably start loading so we don't bring any yeah. suspicion. Yeah, to for us. real. Yeah. We're all kind of like circled around this one hobgoblin. To you be know? fair, just like, we're catching our breath, okay? We just <laughs> finished dealing with doggos. Speaking of, we need to deal with Mantis. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. So, so, so real uh, quick. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Eve. Yeah, go well, ahead. I was going to say, as far as that's concerned, uh, it's frustrating <laughs> um, <clears throat> the rules as they are for healing a, a drone because mm-hmm. um, you can do heal drone once per day and that's 10% until you get the, the feet for it but then you can on short rests when you spend your resolve do another 10% of the drone but that I mean that's 1 HP you know <laughs> per short rest per resolve yeah. per resolve um, however I have because I was like looking it up and there is argument there's a, there's a bit of a debate over whether um, you could use engineering to like spend time and, and use engineering to to give your stamina back. And like, what is the debate for that? Because it doesn't really articulate that in the rules. Right. Well, the debate for it is that it is a, a piece of machinery. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm assuming that the that is that whole thing is reflected by the taking resolve to. To heal it 10%, you know? Sure. Like, like it's kind of a multifaceted debate that because if a drone is destroyed, it takes 24 hours and you can completely reconstruct a new drone, max HP. So there's some vagary on whether you could, if a drone wasn't destroyed but brought down to like 1 HP or whatever, instead of having to fully destroy it yourself and build a new drone, if you could take 24 hours to just repair it up all the way, because it doesn't say, but a lot of people are like, well, it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be able to. And if you could, then there's no reason that you couldn't just use engineering and spend like an hour and get some of your HP back. But these are things that aren't in the rules that aren't explicitly said can't be done in the rules. It's kind of a weird gray area. It's one of those things like up to the GM, for the most part, but it's like you could theoretically use an engineering skill that comes down to if you want to be a stickler about it being uh, it being a construct is outside the confines of it being, you know, a, a mechanical object. Well, listen, before you do any of that, 
you need to you need to you know finish your business with Vogue there. So we you know let's get back on track real quick on this. Vogue is of the understanding that you're going to help him. Yeah. We in agreement. Yeah, we have an accord. We have an accord. Yes, and it, Tia like kind of puts a hand on the captain's shoulder and is like, "We should help these people. It is the right thing to do." Edge Corp, be damned. And uh, I agree too. She and she pulls out of her pocket a little uh, circular object and says, "It appears as though you have come to that conclusion yourself." But may this guide you along the way as our captain. And she hands to you, thank you, Sput, for this new item. Oh, oh shit, here we go. Boy. <laughs> Called the Moral Compass. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, moral Compass was just an abstract first-year philosophy student turn until someone went out and actually made one. The process <laughs> took a lot of trial and error, but boils down to casting Detect Good and Detect Evil several times into a compound spell gem, then grinding it down into a fine powder. <laughs> Feed the powder to a glitch, glitch gremlin and tell it that there's some sweet voltage inside a regular compass and lock the door behind it as it goes in. <laughs> The compass works by holding it, and it will slow. It will show whether you usually make the right choice from a moral and ethical point of view. Proof of it working came quickly after the first moral compass was made, as it quickly showed that feeding ground-up spell gem dust to a glitch gremlin and then locking it inside a compass for the rest of its life shows you're a person who usually doesn't make the moral choices. <laughs> excellent, excellent job. Oh my god, you love to see it. Oh my god. All right, all right. Listen, uh, you know, I listen. I, I appreciate the deliberation. I hope, I hope that we've come to an accord. Right. I've got to get back to my fake patrols, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, of course. Look, before I go, I just want to say, you're doing a good thing. The resistance really appreciates this. We might have a fighting chance. Hey, uh, Vogue, before you go, uh, you got a name for us or code name or anything for who we're supposed to meet when we get there? No, no, no mate, you can make up one if you want to, but no, no, take, no, not take for the us. Who pass. are we supposed to meet? Is, is is there a contact there or will you be there by the time we reach? I'm going to try to get there by the time you get there. But if I'm not there, you need to talk to a, a human woman. Um... Just any human Named woman? Sedona. <laughs> her She's name, not a human. Her name is Anya. Anya? O- Anya. Anya. Okay. That seriously sounds like a setup for like... A joke. A bad a joke. joke, yeah. Anya dick. Anya's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> no. My moral right. compass is spinning wildly. <laughs> yeah, and she, as she points out, based on the rough coordinates we have, if you notice, the arrow points directly to the hideout. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. Remember, it's cool. it's my object. I determine how it works. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Y'all some right, chatty. We'll so y'all some chatty Cathy's. I'll tell you what. Remember, Winnipeg Pass, old cabin. I'll meet you there. And right. Vogue turns around. Yeah. And and leaves. Is he saying Winter Peak or Winnipeg? I thought Winnipeg. Is it Win- not Winnipeg? Winter Peak. Winter oh, Peak. Okay. Winter, Winter Peak. Winter Peak. Okay. How did he know my middle name was Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's canon, canon. now. <laughs> Gadrick Kathy Tasker. <laughs> Can I call you go Kathy ahead. from now on? <laughs> Let me go ahead and edit my character sheet to add <laughs> that yep. in. Yep. Yep. 
Official. Born with the last name Griffin, but he changed it. <laughs> it's spelled Q A T H Y. Yes. Space Kathy. Space, Space Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. All right. So, all right, let's real quick. Has everyone taken a short rest? Have you taken a short rest already after the uh, last encounter? Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, let's let's deal with Tia and Mantis. Right? So, in the short rest, you do get the one free HP. Right? Back to Mantis. Well, I I would get one free from being able to repair it and then using a short rest I could spend a resolve to get another HP. Do you want to do that? I mean, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, which would put it at two. Okay. Now, roll an engineering check. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, 27, 26. Okay. That's a pretty good roll. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll this D8 and let Tia uh, restore that mini. Eight. Five. Not bad. Damn, nice. Not bad. Okay. So Mantis has 7 HP. Does Mantis even have 7 HP? 10. 10 total. 10 total. Okay. Well, hey, look. Which, which I know we're kind of like in some weird in-between homebrew and rules situation. Like, repair a piece of equipment. Repair check for a piece of equipment is 15 plus half item level. Takes an hour. And the HP restored would be the result of the repair check. Just to provide, like I'm not like you do it. However you, d- d- yeah, yeah. You I, want I to. decided uh, what breakpoints I wanted uh, for what die I was going to roll on that, just to help you out. That's that's the ruling on that. Right. I'm just but I'm now, just trying he, to I, establish if we keep doing this moving forward, if we get to like level eight, like you know a D8 ain't shit. You know. <laughs> Well, hey man, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm not saying this is going to be a permanent situation. I'm okay. just trying to throw you a bone, you know. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate uh, it. So let's not uh, let's not set precedent or anything. However, if Tia has to spend an hour doing this, y'all are going to have to cover for her, right? Because you're still in the process of loading yourself. And now, is everybody cool with well, that? I, I, yeah, could I do that I while she's on the truck while traveling. Yeah. Well, you're certainly welcome to find that out. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get intercepted is the thing. <laughs> you're certainly welcome to find that out. Uh, the, the question is, are you doing it now or are you going to do it on the truck? I mean, so we'll cover for, for Hestia if yeah. that's something we need to do. That's not a problem. I um, yeah okay. We'll we'll load up and we'll I mean we'll you know we'll even if somebody even asks we'll be like well you know Hestia needs her drone to to do the work so right. your fucking dog injured our equipment mm-hmm. you right. know. Mm-hmm. Look I, at I mean, these gangly arms. I think that's fair. I just want to make sure no one's resenting Tia for for yeah. work uh, no. for working on this uh, while you're all nope. schlepping crates full of uh, grenades and guns uh, onto these hover trucks. Now this is gonna, and you know how it goes. It's gonna take you pretty much all day, right? Mm-hmm. So y'all spend a, a full day uh, loading everything up. You got two hover trucks loaded up with crates, and it, it gets about dusk. And around that time, as soon as you know, not long after you've gotten everything loaded up and you're kind of relaxing for a second. You see, in the distance, Quartermaster Seeb 
heading your way with a group of six hobgoblin soldiers in tow. And she arrives up to you, and she says, Oh, good. You got it loaded up. It's about time to leave. A member of my squad can drive the second truck. And she points at the second truck. But you'll be in the lead with a couple of my troopers to give you directions. If there's any trouble along the way, they'll know what to do. And then she points at a female hobgoblin. This is Glocka. And then a male hobgoblin and Shink. And they both, you know, nod at you. And, um... All right. Load up. I just imagine if this was a, an anime, it'd be like, this is Glocka. Blah, blah. And this is, <laughs> and this is Shink. Shink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we load in. Okay, so uh, four Hobgoblin troopers all load into the cab of the second truck, and Glocka will get into the back seat, uh, like driver's side back seat of your truck. Shank will jump on the back, uh, kind of uh, on the trailer itself. So the way this uh, hover truck is set up, you know, you can have a you can have a driver, you can have a passenger, and you can have uh, up to three people in the back. Only two because you got Glocka there, and then you know, so and the, anybody else has to ride in, on the trailer. So how do y'all want to do that? I'm assuming Gadrick's going to pilot uh, the, the Kathy. Hover truck. Kathy. It's his middle name. Uh, how Kathy. dare you? <laughs> Only my mama calls me Kathy. <laughs> Gadrick, Kathy Griffin, Tosker. <laughs> so yeah, so what's our what's our seating arrangement look like? I think I want to be on the back. I think that makes the most sense. So on the back, I, I've got I got to think. So like as we you know get the deal here and we're about to load up uh, telepathically. Hestia would uh, say, which I think with limited telepathy, you can send it out to like your yep. whole party. It just says it's difficult to hold a conversation with as many people as it normally is difficult to hold a conversation with. So she kind of sends out to the party. It's like, I hope you all realize to get to the hideout, we are going to have to subdue these guards and eliminate them. So Roland's like, yes, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> perhaps we should position ourselves in the most tactically advantageous way to do so. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think right. if I'm on the back, I could at least I ha- I have probably an ability to to, to push or, or trip this person off the back. One of the hobgoblins, you know. So I, are- I'm wondering if I should be in the uh, passenger seat. The hobgoblins are in the. The cargo area is. Did I? Understand? There's one in the cargo and one in the tra- in the cab. Okay. One sitting in the back seat of the cab, and the other one's on the cargo trailer. And then there's two others driving. And certainly they're both armed. Yeah. I mean, considering I have Mantis, I'll certainly be in the back. Well, here's a question: uh, Can we see like from the truck into the cargo? Is there like windows? Like from the cab into the trailer there's there's a window but it's not like um i just want to know if i can't like open the window 
Yeah, I just want line of sight. I don't need to shoot through it. Mm, now, I mean, it's going to be difficult to to fully see because you you, you know the whole back of the cab mm-hmm. is like stocked with yeah yeah with boxes crates. Um. Okay, Morgan will place themselves depending on where everybody else does. If somebody and else everyone else is, is going to place themselves depending on where everyone else places themselves. <laughs> no, so, I, I, look, I'm starting this train. I'm yeah. going to get in the back. Yep. I'm okay. be on the on the trailer. Okay. Patrick's driving. Passenger. Okay, then Morgan will sit in like the back with the guard that's in the uh, go. cab. Got it. Morgan in the back with the guard. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Morgan and and um, Vincent are in the cab. Uh, well, also, Gadrick, obviously, is driving the, the truck, and then Hestia and Roland on the trailer. So, Vincent in passenger seat. Yes. Okay. All right. I, th- I think I, we've accounted for everybody. <laughs> Double check. All right. So. Well, where's Mantis? In the back with, with Hestia. Is that a real question? On his lap. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. I'm just checking. Dang. I, I, I accounted for that as well. We're, we're good there. So, everyone loads up, you know, the, the, the troop of hobgoblins uh, in the other truck follow behind you, Gadrick, you crank it up, you start heading, Glock mm-hmm. points at you and says, follow the road, we'll tell you when to turn off. Alright, and so you all load up and you start taking off, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Both trucks load up, you head out, and you start heading down this this mountain pass that's between these, mm-hmm. these two mountains. Glocka eventually tells you to take a narrow side road, which leads you up this kind of winding slope towards Winter Peak. Second truck follows. Now, as you get up for, uh, you know, pretty high up on this pass, on, on your left is a sheer mountain pass like it's been you know like like carved out right to make room for the road and then Mm -hmm. on your right is a straight drop down the side of the mountain we're talking Mm. hundreds of feet as you start getting up now as you're traveling you're going along everything's smooth Glocka doesn't have much to say Shank doesn't have much to say you start seeing signs alerting you to uh to a like a turnoff coming up in the next couple of miles. What are you guys going to do? <clears throat> so I would uh, Hestia, having limited telepathy, would you know pretty shortly after loading up say to the captain, "Whenever you deem the moment is right, we will spring our trap, and I will use my telepathy to le- tell the rest of the party we should all strike at once." And that said, like I mean, can we have? Ready to actions? Like, can we have a, a an attack ready for when he says go? I I am going, yeah, absolutely. Like, whenever, I mean, I understand that you guys are of the mindset that you need to do something about these two hobgoblins in your truck with you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you have a coordinated attack that you're going to do, I will count that all as a surprise round, you know? Okay. And, and 
let you all make your moves, and then we're gonna we're gonna have to go into initiative after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Zach: Is it possible for Tia and or Mantis to aid me in a combat maneuver to shove? That's what I was wondering. Also, which side of the the truck right side? Is, is where, where the cliff is. Where is the hobgoblin sitting? Yeah. Is Morgan on the back passenger or is the goblin on the back passenger side? In the cab. In both both hobgoblins are on the left side. So right there they're not up against the the well, drop shit. off. They're up against the the mountain wall. Isn't that convenient? Damn. Trixie hobgoblins. <laughs> I answered my own question. I looked it up. Yeah, it's eight and other seems to only apply to skill checks. So really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a You got a D 30. I do. Well, I do. It's probably a good time to use it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is my, what I want to do is, as we're getting to the pass, I want to push the hobgoblin on the back, off the truck, thus off the cliff. That is that is what I would like to do. I so can I counter? I think it's probably a better idea to try to kill him quickly, so that they don't see a body fall off the side of the truck. So we might maybe don't alert the truck behind us. Well, they're going to see us do that, too, right? Yeah, they're going to see us make the turn, right? It, well, no, well, no, we're going to take care of this before we make about. the turn. Yeah, okay. we're going to do this before we make the turn. Gotcha. Is there enough cover from the cargo to obscure to obscure us if we're in a fight? Like, are they all standing on top of it? Are we talking, like, train? Top of a train fight situation here? Or? Uh, y'all are going to have to be standing somewhere on the trailer that is not covered with with boxes. Okay, I understand. I get that. Yeah, what but I'm, you what tell I'm asking, us. Yeah, like, you got to let us know what the scenario is here, as far as the back of the trailer, because uh, the, the the main question is, you know, we're on the back of the trailer. There's a truck behind us. Can we see the eyes of the people driving the truck behind us from where we are on the trailer? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. So they okay. can see us. Yeah. Then. So that. Yeah. So then that's just okay. something that. That's that's just it. Uh, I, I feel you because it's going to be much more likely that we can kill him in the old-fashioned way with regular combat and not using a combat maneuver at level two without any kind of feats to make it possible. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, I just feel like that's what I want to do because if we could do it, then that's one gone like that. Like once we do this, we're we're engaged with yeah. not only the one in the cat in the cabin, but the two behind us too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, question. Can one get? Can you get out of the cab and onto the trailer? No. Like not even if we attempted some kind of fun flippy do maneuver. You gonna fall off this truck? Probably. You are level. Let's I just. Know, I just want to remind I'm, everybody that I'm, we're level two. You I'm know. Just well, saying. I'll, I'll just say this, Emily. From where you're sitting in the back of the cab, if you open that door, you are staring at. A, drop. a sheer drop yeah. off hundreds of feet down. Do you really want to leave that to no. your dice roll? No, no. I'm just 
Yeah, you should trying to come up with some options. So, I love the idea. One, you know? one thing I do think works in our favor is that even if and when the truck behind us sees a, a commotion, sees somebody either get knocked off the truck or our combat going down, I find it unlikely that they're going to like try to ram us and knock us off the thing because then there goes all their guns. Yeah, yeah. no, they'll probably stop and get. You know, we'll we'll get into a, a, a ground combat pretty quickly. I mean, because Gadrick, are you going to stop the truck? I would. I mean, it, it depends on what the captain wants him to do. If if like he's you know relays to Tia and says, "Hey, do the thing," Gadrick's going to do what the captain says. I think that's beyond the possibility of us. Is this so? This is going to have to be an instinct call from Gadrick. I think I mean, y'all though? don't have time to discuss this because That's you're on the saying. truck right now. What I need to know is what are your ready to actions going to be? Because you're, you're fastly I, approaching yeah. the turnoff. So it's, it's time to shit or get off the pot. So everyone will go around. Okay, Gadrick, you're driving. You really, you're kind of occupied. A little right? bit. A little bit. I mean, I mean, can can he drive and still pull his pistol out and try and take a shot, or is that like outside of the realm of a level two character? On this on this very narrow mountain pass, you're you're taking a, a huge risk by doing something like okay. that, bro. Then he's not going to do that. Would you do that in real life? Is my question. No. With a hot goblin there and being held at gunpoint and all this stuff, yeah, probably. <laughs> honestly, I would. I personally would take the risk, but also, real life, it takes one bullet to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, and also yeah. he's in he's in control of the vehicle, yeah. so like, mm-hmm. right? It's not it's not like, I mean, I don't know. I don't I mean, think it's he, that crazy for him to pull out his sidearm than the rest of us. You know, mm. we got free yeah. Hands. So so basically, what Gadrick's going to do, he's going to make the call, stop the truck, and immediately pull his sidearm and start firing. And I don't know if there's a way to incorporate that into a trick attack or not. If there I is, then he'd do that. Well, he can't do a surprise with full action and a surprise right, round. So. Right. So right. I think what you can basically do is stop the truck and pull your arm, your sidearm out all as part of one move yeah. action. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's basically what you can do. My, I think I'm going to go for the shove. That's what I'm going to do. Bold move. You're going to go for okay. the shove. Yep. Okay. Bold Vincent. as always, Adam. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Vincent is gonna unclip the little uh, button on the holster, and uh, he's gonna draw to fire for his ready action. Okay. Okay. Is he sitting uh, uh, next to him in the back seat, or is he sitting in the front seat, or what? What's can back you seat. describe back seat? Okay, all right. Yeah, back seat with Morgan. No, Morgan okay. is no, on Vince, the clip. The vi- yeah, the no, hobgoblin. I thought you meant the hobgoblin. Vincent's in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. In the okay. front passenger seat. In the front passenger seat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he uh, wants to 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 be able to turn around and fire just whenever mm-hmm. as his ready mm-hmm. action. Morgan casts daze. Morgan's gonna daze. Yeah, gonna try to. Okay. Cr three. So we'll see. <clears throat> so you're you're cruising along. The second truck is keeping very close behind you. The turn's coming up. If you want to go to to the armory, you'll go left. If you want to head towards the resistance, you'll go right. 
So you got just a few seconds before this turn is coming up. Everyone, let's get your readied actions. Let's go. All right, so I guess Gadrick's going to start by pulling off to the right. There's on the nowhere to pull off to, bro. No, 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 no. I mean, like, taking the right path, the mm-hmm. one towards the resistance camp. Like, directing the truck in that way, slamming on the brakes, and pulling a sidearm. Okay, as soon as you try to slam on brakes, the second truck bumps you, and you keep moving forward. Holds the brakes down best he can. And your trailer starts getting kind of wobbly. In fact, everyone on the back is going to be flat-footed. But you realize very quickly... Including the person I'm going to shove? Including the person you're going to shove, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Um, But you realize, Gadrick, that if if you actually stop this vehicle, that they will run you off the road and off the side of this cliff. Then Gadrick guns it and keeps going. Okay. And again, is directing it towards the resistance camp. Uh, as part of that, was I able to, to like, kind of slyly or not so slyly, I don't know, draw my sidearm or the pistol that I have? You can draw, but but you're not going to be able to fire it, right? Because, like, right. The, yeah, the, sure. The, sure, yeah, sure, sure. You, you certainly you got one hand on the wheel and one hand in, holding your pistol at this point in time. Yeah, one hand in my pocket, the other one smoking a cigarette. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, Vincent, what are you doing? Uh, Vincent is going to take that as, hey, we're, we're, we're ready to go. So he's going to go ahead, pull his sidearm, and he's going to... You've already got uh, your sidearm surreptitiously pulled. Excellent. Yeah. So in that case, I'm going to go ahead and fire. Take a shot on Glocka yeah. in the cab. All That's right. right. Let's get that roll, man. We're going to Pulp Fiction this up right, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> now, unfortunately, you are going to take an, a, a negative two to this roll uh-huh. uh, because, of, because you just got bumped. You just got bumped, and you're moving. You're moving very quickly. You know what I mean? Like so, just it's a it's minus a, two circumstantial bonus. Correct. Yeah. Come on, John. Come on, John. We need a good roll from you right here. I'm actually going to go ahead and use my uh, my last thirty. Go for it, man. Actually, it won't roll in my. Went under the table. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotta love it, dude. Gotta love it. Well, it's round-edged. All right, so that is going to be a 22 on the die. Ooh. 22, that's a hit, man. How much for? Let's get it. Good. That is going to be... Come on, buddy. Come on. That's max. So that's, that's, that's going to be six. Wow. That's going to be six. Noise. How much? Six. Six. Six it's a solid. Damage. It's a solid hit. Okay, uh, Morgan, you're gonna attempt to daze. I'm gonna try to. Okay. So that's gonna be a will save for you. Okay. DC twelve. It's a fifteen. Needo. So fail okay. in the daze. Well, tried it. All, All right. right. We're gonna go. Um, so Roland mm-hmm, in the back, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. are. You're about. 20 feet away from the goblin or from the hobgoblin in the back and you've got a few boxes to hurdle over if you want to get into melee range no okay i I take umbrage with that okay because the whole time we've been planning about what we're going to do when we pull this i would have positioned myself well before the surprise round to be within striking distance that's you know what yeah that's that's fair that's fair i'll give you that i'll give you that 
That's All absolutely right. fair. However, that's going to place you on the very back of the truck. It's going to place uh, you on the very back I'm, of the but truck. I'm, but I'm in melee. You're in melee with, with, with Shank. This guy, yes, but and yeah, I'm but, try but, to but, push Shank. Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's dangerous. I, I, but. I tried to give you a more advantageous position. However, well, but I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, you do. can't do what you want to do. But I didn't want you to run the risk of falling off the truck. So that's up to you, bro. But however, you find yourself in shoving distance of Shank. Let's go. Uh, I'm rolling my D30 for this. Okay. Come on. That is a 26 on the die. Ooh. It's pretty good. So that's going to be a 31. A 31. And this is, this is KAC plus 8 that we're going for, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. So, Roland, you're able to completely catch Shank off guard, and you just shove him right off the side of the truck, and he goes tumbling. (laughs) The truck behind you runs him over, uh, if you will. (laughs) Um, However, as that's all happening, you take the turn, okay, and you Mm -hmm. see the the truck behind you start rolling in comms. And within second, I'm talking about like, it's a few more seconds, but it's not too long. You see two intercopters in the distance flying up oh my God. to engage you, and we'll see ya. Oh, my God. oh, oh fuck. dude! I had a feeling oh, we're so happy. <laughs> Thought that was gonna happen. They did, and of course they have air support. Of course oh, they. Of course, do. they're gonna have this whole planet. Of course. I hate this so much. I love it. I, I mean, love it. I do love it. Yeah.